Now you fire the first shot! Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. 19! Hosted by career Las Vegas odds makers Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Featuring comedian Brant Tobler. The best way to ignore the noise is to be the noise. A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Mahomes has to get rid of the ball, finds Kelsey. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. You've waited all week, and kickoff is here. Here we go! Let's jump behind the counter at the Superbook with Jay Cornegay and John Murray to grab the edge that you need ahead of this weekend's NFL action. That's what makes the NFL the NFL. You don't know any given Sunday. Here's your MC, Brant Tobler. And here we go again. It is time for week seven of the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here. I am your host, Brant Tobler. And as always, I am joined by my good friends, Jay Cornegay and John Murray, coming to you from the Superbook in Las Vegas. Guys, I'm just going to start off right now. I'm worried about the sports books. Everything online says you guys got crushed again this week. Are you guys shutting down, Jay? Do I have to worry about that? Well, I do appreciate the sympathy cards that everybody's been sending me over the last <laughs> couple of weeks. Uh, but I I mean, we're going to remain open, but uh, we did raise the prices of our sandwiches. So um, it's been a rough couple of weeks. No, it's uh, when books normally have a, a big losing day, it's because of the, the recreational player. The public has its way with us, mainly because all the parlays kick in. So when you're giving out six to one, 10 to one, 20 to one, those are the days that really hurt us. It's not so much the sharp guys or the wise guys or anything like that. It's because of the general public, and they certainly have had a couple of good Sundays over the last couple of weeks. Jay, is this something that happened like once a year, like once a football year, like a couple of weeks they get hot, or is this an anomaly this year? Uh, well, it's only been a couple of weeks, and, and we usually have – I don't know. It's it's it, it does vary. Sometimes we have one big losing Sunday. Sometimes we have four, and so far we got two. So it's kind of trending up. <laughs> but uh, you know, we we know that in the long run, we hate to look at small samples here, but uh, in the long run, we'll be just fine. Um, but uh, right now, there's a, a lot of really good handicappers out there. John, do you think that's just there's so much more information out there now? Or, I mean, it does seem like with Twitter and, and all this, there's so unfortunately, there's so many handicappers out there. The ones I find seem to be awful, but is it just more information is kind of letting the public catch up, or have they just got no. lucky for two weeks? Uh, there, there's more information out there, but there's also a lot of bad information out there. So I'd, I'd be very careful who you're listening to. I see a lot of people talking about this stuff that have no idea what they're saying, what they're talking about, what words they're using. If you look at the results the last couple NFL Sundays, it's just the same way we've lost for years. All the favorites won, all the favorites covered, and all the parlays hit, like Jay said. So I don't think it has anything to do with additional information in the marketplace. I think it was just a, a stretch of favorites winning and covering, and that's not, never going to be good for us. As I was watching, John, I was thinking – did that Cowboys overtime game really get you? I was like, I bet this crushed them. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was uh, that that really decided our whole day on Sunday. And I've got a feed that I watch in the back office that's a few seconds ahead of what we have out in the book. And I saw that touchdown, and I just waited for that crowd roar that I knew was <laughs> coming about eight seconds after me. And uh, we definitely got a huge reaction from the crowd. Dallas really had no business covering the spread in that game, but they did. And it was really bad for the book. I bet. Well, that, that brings me to another question, Jay. What, what is the biggest roar you've ever heard in that sports book? Is there a time when, when something happened that you were just like, I cannot believe the sound that just came from out there? There's a couple of them, Brant, but thanks for bringing this up. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I remember, well, when, when the, the snap went over the head of Peyton Manning, yeah. opening snap in, in the Super Bowl, that, that, is, that was a good mixture but there were so many cheers, so many groans going on there. And then when Hester ran the opening kickoff back, which mm. um, was probably the loudest cheer I've ever heard. As <laughs> uh, being right in the middle of the book, I remember selling our last VIP into his you know, VIP seats. You know, the, everybody starts. I, I wasn't even seeing, I wasn't even watching the screens right behind me. I was, you know, settling him in, you know, getting him comfortable, and I could just hear the roar, and I turn around, and I can see him going, and this VIP, who I just sat down, actually jumps out of his seat and gives me this huge hug. It's like, like, oh, my God, I got him like 30 to 1 or something for the first touchdown. (laughs) And and everybody was like high-fiving. It felt like everybody had Hester, you know. I mean, that was a huge blow. Both of those plays were not good for the book. (laughs) <laughs> and that's probably why you heard, you know, uh, the cheers uh, like we did, even though the one, because a lot of people bet the Broncos in that game against the Seahawks, there were some groans mixed in that one. But I would definitely, I, I would say Hester running back that opening kickoff was probably the loudest where I've ever heard. Well, my, yeah. Jay, mine was definitely Plexico Burris catching that touchdown from Eli Manning to beat the Patriots in Super Bowl 42. I was Good. a teller. I was on the line, like getting everything ready to start paying out all the tickets, and uh, that the book just went crazy. Remember all the people on Giants money line in that game, and and we did very poorly on that Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys, I I didn't realize asking that question is pretty much asking. Oh, it's like, okay. What's the two of the worst games you guys have ever had? But that's what's the the beauty of of watching the games there in the sports book. It, it gets electric sometimes. It's uh, there is nothing like being in that. So I can only imagine some of the roars you guys have heard these last two weeks. So, all right, well, let's get to these games this week. We'll see what, what uh, if it's the, the favorite train's going to keep rolling or not. Uh, this first game I'm interested in this, is this Bengals-Ravens. Looks like you guys have the Ravens minus 6 and 46. Uh, these Bengals are coming around. Jay, are, are these Bengals going to put up a fight, or are we going to see this Ravens team we saw last week that just crushed the Chargers with all this hype? You know, the Bengals – are not your typical Bengals this year so far. I mean, they're, they're playing great on both sides of the ball. We've actually, we opened this at six and a half, took some sharp play at six and a half, and now we're at six. Other than that, we haven't seen a lot of action on this game, but I anticipate it to be one of the heavier bet games once we get to Sunday morning. Yeah, I, I've, I'm really, after watching the Ravens live, I really think they're good. I'm, I've been 
doing some AFC futures. John, what do you think? Is this Ravens team somebody that could get to the Super Bowl? Oh, they definitely can. And it's funny to look back on that Sunday night game about a month ago when Kansas City was laying four, four and a half in Baltimore and everybody was betting on Kansas City. You know, now we obviously know that Baltimore is one of the best teams in the NFL, but I wouldn't sleep on the Bengals with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, some of these young players on offense. This Bengals team is no fluke, and they're going to be around for a while. This is, I think, the best game of the week uh, is this Bengals-Ravens game, which also says a lot about the week that we're uh, about to embark <laughs> on here. Yeah, it's uh, it's a well with, with so many great. buys this week. I think the the games aren't that great, no. and that that was a good lead in you just did there uh, talking about that Ravens Chiefs game. I don't know what to think about this Chiefs team. I assume they're still public, Jay, but th- this and, and coming off this Titans beating, who I think most people thought was the best team, the Bills. This Chiefs at the Titans. You guys have Titans four and a half, fifty seven and a half. Looks like it's going to be a shootout. Are you getting a lot of action on that game, Jay, already, or is this going to be a Sunday thing? Yeah, even though it's tailed off a bit, the popularity of the, the Chiefs, it still remains uh, as, I mean, the Chiefs remain one of the top teams or more popular teams out there. We opened four. It's now four and a half. I still expect the general public to be all over Kansas City, despite what the Titans did last week, especially when you start looking at the parlays. If you look at the parlays right now, it's uh, Chief Ticket's I'll count the Titans two to one, and I expect that to escalate. You know, when we get to uh, all the way to kickoff, really. So the public still believes in the Chiefs, but uh, because of the Titans' performance last week, it's uh, curtailed a bit. But uh, the public still is uh, supporting the Chiefs, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon unless they start losing games outright. Yeah. I, I I just don't know what to do with this team. And the other thing I'm fascinated with, John, I'll ask you about this. This total, 57 and a half, this is probably the highest total of the season, right? Well, look at the defense that Kansas City is rolling out there to try to take on Derrick Henry and that Titans offense. It's really hard to picture them stopping Henry at all in that game. And obviously, Kansas City, they're going to put points on the board. As long as they have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, Jay's right. The public is going to be all over them every week. There's nothing the public likes to bet on more than a high-powered offense. I still think Mahomes is the best player in the league. Allen's right there, but I would still say Aaron Rodgers is right there. But I still think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, and they have the most explosive offense in the NFL because of Mahomes. So the public is going to keep backing them, and they're going to keep betting them over. And that's why you almost can't set that total high enough because the public is all going to bet the over no matter what we do with it. So this Chiefs, Jay, this Chiefs uh, Titans will be your biggest need, you think, come this weekend? It's definitely going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't be surprised that, you know, we would need the Bengals for quite a bit come Sunday morning. I think that Patriot game is shaping up to be a, a very yeah. big decision. Um you know, everybody concentrating on what happened last week between the Cowboys and Patriots. They got a pretty good look at the Patriots, and the Patriots played, you know, a decent game there. And we all know about the Jets, so I understand why the Patriots would be getting a lot of support there. But uh, it would definitely be one of the top three or four games of the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As always, you'll probably need the Jets. That seems to be a theme every week. Let's go to the old hometown team. Philly is coming out to Vegas. Looks like you guys have Raiders minus three, 48 and a half. I assume, I don't know, again, this AFC West is tough. 
Uh, I know who the worst team is, but I'm not really sure who the best team is. Is the Raiders bandwagon still at full capacity, or is it come down a little bit now that hockey started in, in the hockey city that you live in? Well, they, um, you know, they're jumping on and off this, so they, they certainly have some ankle races uh, around this town because <laughs> they were all jumping off before that Bronco game. Now they're back on. This game opened three. We're currently at three. It's really good two-way action, a very popular game, but very, very balanced, really no sharp action on either side. At this point, uh, the parlays uh, certainly favor the Raiders, and we expect that to escalate you know, on Sunday morning and Sunday uh, afternoon, as I still believe that people are going to be warming up to the Raiders after their performance last week. But it's not going to surprise me to see the Eagles come in there and play a very good game. It's probably one of those that would go down to the wire. I mean, obviously, they're only a three-point underdog, but an outright win by Philadelphia wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I was just I was just going to ask John about that. I I think the Raiders definitely got up for last week with their new coach and came in here and stomped the Broncos. But it feels like a bit of a letdown game to me. And I was thinking about taking Philly in the Super Contest. John, any any thoughts on that? Am I crazy to believe in this Philly team? No, I don't think so. I think they're I think they're better than their two and four record. If you look at the schedule, the, you know they had a Monday night game in Dallas. They had a Thursday game against Tampa Bay. They played Kansas City already. They've had a really really hard schedule. And I, I, I agree with Jay. I think it's a tough spot for the Raiders. They got up for that win against Denver last week. But we now know that Denver's just not that good. So you don't want to put too much stock into that win. I like Philadelphia. Jay said that there's no sharp action on Philadelphia. I, you know, I, I did a podcast yesterday where I said I like Philadelphia plus three. So I guess it's def- define sharp action, Jay. I, I don't know. <laughs> I hold true to my statement. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> That hurts. Uh, well, that hurts a little. Well, I'm. Uh, I'll, I'll take your sharp thoughts there. If, if I'm if I'm wrong, John, you will. Uh, you'll be buying beer when you get to Colorado here. Oh, on that's Monday. fine. I'm, I'm wrong all the time. I'm wrong all the time. But don't worry. We've got. I think we have a corporate credit card, so I'll buy anyway. Even if the oh, if right. the Eagles win by five <laughs> touchdowns, I'll still buy as long as I don't have to pay for anything. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to that at the end. But yeah, if you're in Colorado, <laughs> the boys will be out here on Monday and Tuesday, so you can come see us. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you about that at the end. Let's stay with these games. Uh, big Sunday night game. Well, I don't know if it's a big Sunday night game, but it could have been a long time ago if Peyton was still playing in Montana. But the Colts are heading to the Niners. Looks like the Niners are minus four, 43 and a half. Jay, is there... Any certainty on the quarterback? Is Garoppolo back? Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Is this going to be another everybody bets at Sunday night because they have to, or do you guys have any early action on this game? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you, Brent. It's like, well, it's not a big game. It, it, it'll probably be one of those games where people will look at after the afternoon games are completed and develop an opinion on this game. I haven't heard as far as the uh, – quarterback situation uh, I think that he's still listed as questionable but there are some reports that he's might go Jimmy that is we opened four and a half it's down to four it wasn't anything sharp it's just that the market came down a bit and I'd say you know looking at the money so far 72 percent of the money is on the Colts uh, which is surprising to me because of uh, looking at a game like this, they usually tend to support the, the, the favorite and the home team. I think that will probably balance out. But I don't think that we're going to need either side in a heavy fashion here. 
I think it's going to remain very balanced by the time we get to kickoff. I, I would expect the ticket count and the money count to be very, very well balanced. Yeah, I mean, but as you know, I have to bet this, John. So, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, all these all these guys online have, have said this Colts had this tough schedule and they think they're about to make a run. But like you said earlier in the show, all these people online have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> But as a guy, I have a pretty big future on the Colts that I bet a long, long time ago. I feel like this is a game they got to go. So I've been thinking about taking this. I'd much rather have the four and a half, but thinking about taking this four, what, what do you think? Well, the Colts can still win the division, and they can still get into the playoffs that way, but that was bad for them that Tennessee beat Buffalo on Monday night. You got to think that Tennessee probably loses that game, which would have been better for Indianapolis. But as, as far as this week, Indianapolis is – what I saw a pretty trendy dog. I saw a lot, like Jay said, I think 72% of the money. It looks like a lot of people are, are back in the Colts. We think Jimmy G is going to go, uh, even though I don't really think too much of Jimmy G. From what I've seen, Lance is not ready to play yet. So I, I do think that makes a big difference for the 49ers. Uh, but I, I think Jay's right, though. I don't. This, this doesn't shape up to be a really big Sunday night decision the way that Kansas City, Baltimore was or, or New England, Tampa Bay. It doesn't look like it's going to be one of those for us. Yeah. Looks like the old favorite and over Sunday night, <laughs> which is always a death trap for me. You know what? Maybe I'll save it for Monday's big – well, you know what? Looking at Monday's game, maybe I won't. This Monday game is another crap game. But, of course, we got to bet it because it's Monday night football. The Saints with Jameis Winston are heading to Seattle to play Geno. Wow. The Saints are four and a half. In 43, you rarely see anybody as a, a dog favorite in Seattle. Is that right? Am I reading this right? Jay, yeah. Seattle, four point no four Russell point Wilson. dog at home? What do you you're think? Are at, you... I mean, Russell versus Geno, right? So you're, yeah. you're looking at this. <laughs> and and uh, obviously, I mean, everything revolved around Russell. And, I mean, he, he was everything to this team. And, and I think Geno has improved. Uh, I don't think he is as – Poor as he was, you know, years ago. I mean, he's had to pick up something on the sidelines after all these years. Uh, I mean, we a couple of weeks ago we opened the Saints three. Uh, this week we opened, uh, I believe, three and a half, and now it's up to four and a half. The general public's all over the Saints, and I, I feel that's very difficult for them to swallow betting against the Seahawks at home. But that's what they think of Geno right now, and I think it's going to continue that way i think it's going to be a, a pretty decent decision for us the books will need the seahawks on the cover you look at this matchup and you're like wow but then when you look at it a little deeper and you look at the quarterback situation it's understandable why the general public is favoring new orleans here i, I don't think it's gonna be a giant decision a huge decision for us but we're pretty sure on who we're going to need and that's going to be the home dog seahawks yeah. Well, I was, I mean, I can't, the Seahawks have been so dominant at home for years. I can't remember them ever even being a dog at home. So I think I'm going to be on your guys' side. What do you, what do you think about that, John? Four and a half. I mean, that's getting up there. Should I wait till Monday night, you think, or is there any I, chance this goes above four and a half? I know that's a crucial number. You know, what you shouldn't do is talk about how crappy this game is when we're doing like a promotional <laughs> appearance on Monday Night Football in Denver at some bar. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that, you shouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jay's, Jay already said it, but it's all about the quarterback. I mean, the, one of the reasons Seattle's been favored in every home game that we can remember is because they've had Russell Wilson for all these games. 
we saw how much of a difference that made. They almost won on Sunday night, but that was only because Roethlisberger and the Steelers' offense is so incompetent. Uh, it, it is tempting, though, to take Seattle in this one, but could be a tough spot for the Seahawks. That was a very emotional Sunday night football loss last week in Pittsburgh. Uh, Darrell Taylor, their linebacker, carted off the field, and now they got to fly back home. New Orleans is coming in off of a bye week here. It's a tough spot for Seattle. We're definitely going to need Seattle. Uh, a lot of it will depend on how many favorites win on Sunday. If all the favorites are winning on Sunday, all those money line parlays will, will close with New Orleans on Monday night. Uh, if some of the favorites get knocked off Sunday, the Monday decision won't really be that significant, though. Yeah. Well, I don't have to worry about people coming out because you already uh, said you're bringing the corporate credit card to the party on Monday night. So I think the turnout will be great, but that is true. Uh, I'll let you guys know we're going to be at at the end of the show here. But if you are anywhere near Denver, come hang out. Jay and John will be in town. We'll watch the game on Monday night. This week's episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped has taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and show support for your favorite podcast today by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping on any order with the promo code SUPERBOOK. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code SUPERBOOK. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? I gotta make a run. We're starting a new three-week period here. I really want to get out to the gates here and go five and zero. Oh. Last week I was three and two. I'm still middle of the pack. But this is something crazy. I noticed Jay that our leader through seven or through six weeks here, twenty-three and seven, is the same guy that won last year. That's crazy. That's very impressive. I didn't realize that until this morning and saw him at 23-7, and seven, first place with 23 points, last year's defending champion. We've only had one back-to-back champion, and that was, that was in different times. I believe that was like 07, 08. We only had a few hundred um, contestants. You know, now you know, we have over, you know, we have about a couple thousand that are in the Super Contest, so... I mean, leading at any point in the Super Contest is impressive, but if you're the defending champion and leading after week six, that's something that we just don't see around here, but it's very, very impressive. Jay, at any point, would you even start to look at his picks? Uh, to cons- I mean, maybe he's already considered a sharp, but it, do you pay any attention to the contest picks like that? Would he, if he, if, if he was still leading through 10, would you even look at him, or, or you guys just consider the contest something different? Yeah, not really. And that, that's no disrespect to, to yeah. him um, at all. It's, uh, you know, there's comes some time where, you know, if we think that he's, uh, you know, on to something or maybe on a roll, we might peek at it. But uh, at the most, we'll, you know, I don't think we would move anything based off of, of picks from the Super Contest. But uh, we, we would probably keep an eye on it just to see, you know, what numbers he looked at versus the closing line. You know, if there's any, I don't know, movement based off of his picks, we might look at that as well. But we certainly would not look at the picks in the Super Contest or the consensus, for that matter, and move numbers. But, you know, we will certainly respect it if he continues to be on a roll, considering that he's the defending champion. We might peek at it, but it's more of out of interest than, you know, a bookmaking factor. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And anybody can get hot here for a couple of weeks, which is what I'm looking to do. So with that being said, I got to go to the sharpest guy. No, John, give me give me one pick. I, I want a John Sharp pick <laughs> in my top five here. Give me something. Oh, God. Who, who, uh, no pressure, but give me one. The sharpest guy you know. You got to expand <laughs> your, your circle of people that you're interacting with. That's no good. You I, guys uh, are the only ones that will hang out with me. So I, I, said, I said Philadelphia plus three on a couple of shows I did yesterday. I, I think it's a bad spot for the Raiders, so I, I would I would look at Philadelphia. We we did see some sharp players taking the Bengals plus six and a half uh, against Baltimore as well. So okay. it, those would be that those would be the two starting points. And if you want to be on the side of the books, I think Seattle, like you said, uh, you said the home dog Seattle. I think they will be our the side we are rooting for on Monday night for sure. Perfect. I'm going to go with Fiat, Philly and Seattle. And luckily, I, I can't take the Broncos this week since they lost last week. So I got a real chance of doing something. All right. That's it for the Super Contest. Remember, you guys can sign up for the reboot. Uh, I think you got to get that done by November 10th. So if you missed out on the early Super Contest, make sure you get in because it is something I look forward to every week unless I'm in a pickleball tournament. It's time for the Big Ticket. Hey, John, any tickets make you do a double take this week at the Superbook? Big bets on the Bengals, uh, plus the six and a half points, like we said. Big bet on Houston. They took 18 and a half. Houston is at Arizona. I don't I don't know that I could bet, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on Davis Mills and whatever it is the Texans are doing this year. But we did have a respected player came in, made a big bet on Houston, plus 18 and a half. That is the highest spread we've had all season. So I guess maybe that's the thought process there. Yeah, that's that has a little backdoor to it. Um, all right, let's uh, move. Well, you guys are busy. Let's move on to what else is going on around the book. Jay, This is this the busiest time in, uh, of the year? I, I was looking at the schedule. You guys have stuff up on football, hockey, baseball, everything. How, are you sleeping at night or is this just work, work, work? <laughs> I had some uh, friends in town this past weekend and – they were kind of getting on me because they think I'm, I'm working 100% of the time. And, you know, it was half the time I was just checking on my fantasy team. But <laughs> there's a lot of things going on. This is the time of year, the only time of the year that we have, you know, the four major sports going, which is a great time to be a sports fan. So for a couple of weeks here, we have all four going. And that keeps us busy. It's a, it's a very steady time of year. But I think it's busier right before football when we're trying to get, you know, new members up to speed. You know, we got a lot of, uh, you know, people in different positions and, and getting them used to, you know, their new responsibilities. But, you know, here we are week six. So we got a pretty good rhythm going on right now. But as far as a sports fan and being, you know, able to go to a sports book or, or even to bet on sports, it's a great time of year for the next uh, couple of weeks as we got all four going. Yeah, it's the best. My fiance came home last night because we have two TVs in the living room, and she's like, is it sports night again? I was like, babe, it's sports night for a long time. I said, I'll talk to you in February. I'll, I'll see you at Valentine's Day. And, uh, John, let me check. You know what? I think I made a mistake out the gate here. Of course, I jumped on this Lakers bandwagon. I'm, I'm curious about these NBA futures. I, I bet some Lakers – any thought is that is that a public bet? Is there any sharpness to that, or did I just fall into the the media trap of this Lakers team? Well, we we always have a lot of action on the Lakers. I think part of it's our proximity to Los Angeles, and 
the popularity of the Lakers are the most popular franchise in the league by far, of course. And then now you've got LeBron James, the most popular player playing there. So we're always buried a little bit to the Lakers, but I, I don't know about them this year. They can't really shoot. And I, and I think Russell Westbrook is a very clumsy fit on that team. He's a clumsy fit on any team at this point in his career. And I, I don't know why they wanted him on that team. But at the same time, if Anthony Davis doesn't get hurt against Phoenix in round one, the Lakers probably go to the finals last season. So we, we, we don't want to go too high on our odds with them. Uh, but right now we've got – they're our biggest liability in the NBA book, but it's NBA future book. But it's, it's nothing unusual. It's like the normal amount that we lose on the Lakers every year. And it's nothing like what we were facing with the San Francisco Giants. Not even close. Well, I know it's you're tough. busy with all, with everything going on. So before I get you out of here, let me let me do our little three college games of the week. You guys have actually helped me a lot these last couple of weeks because I tend to be always on the wrong side. Here's a couple of games I got. Jay, I like this Louisville team. I've been watching them. They're athletic, I, but I see the numbers gone down. I laid a little early six on Louisville. Any thoughts on that game? Well, yeah, we have a very well-respected player that took BC plus six. Oh, and, no. <laughs> and that, so would, I would, uh, you know, you do whatever you want to do, Brent, okay? You know, it, I'm just telling you that if I was on Louisville, I'd get off on Louisville, okay? <laughs> and that's because uh, the, the player that played uh, BC is very well-respected, so... Uh, that's the, that's all I'm going to tell you there. Okay, this is killing me. I just read a read about these sports books getting killed, and somehow I am also getting killed. I guess it's when I'm laying six earlier in the week on games that are closing four. I'm not good at this, John. I got two more games. Maybe steer me in the right direction here. This Fresno Nevada game, yeah. I like Nevada a little bit, and then I just love this this UCLA against Oregon. I can't believe it's only one. Any, any thoughts on those two? A lot of sharp money on Nevada early in the week, and that's why Nevada's gone from plus four. We have plus three. A lot of the market has plus three and a half. We've got three because we saw a really respected play on Nevada in that game at Fresno. Everybody's on UCLA. The Chip Kelly revenge game against Oregon. The whole world seems to be lining up on the Bruins in that spot, so be careful with that one. We'll definitely be rooting for Oregon in that game. Wow, you just told me everything I wanted to know on that. Uh, everybody's on UCLA. Okay, let me go to Oregon. Okay, Jay, real quick, one last thing. This is fascinating. So you guys came all the way down to three on Nevada, and there's still three and a halfs out there. So you you guys must really respect the the Nevada money, right? Or because that's a big number in the in the sports book world, right? It is, and uh, we certainly respect that group, and uh, that's the reason why we're on the low end of that. You know, there's only a few that we really would you know, adjust numbers accordingly. And certainly that's one of them. It's by no means a lock or anything like that. It's just that yeah. we do expect that type of money and therefore we'll always, you know, all the way until kickoff, be on the low end uh, on the Nevada side. All right, guys, that'll do it for this week. Uh, remember, if you are in the Denver area, you can come watch Monday Night Football with John and I and the Superbook crew at Lucky Mutt in Littleton. And on Tuesday, Jay and John will both be, and I, I guess I'll be there too, actually, at Blake Street Tavern from 4 to 5. We're doing a little Avs pregame party. We got house divided. We got the Nevada boys coming in to Colorado for the big Avs uh, Knights game. And the good thing about that, come show us your ticket. We will give you an Uber gift card to get you uh, safely to the game. So come see us Monday, Tuesday in Denver. And as always, you can 
come watch the games with us at the Lodge out here in Colorado or the Superbook in Vegas. And please follow us on Superbook Sports on all social media platforms. And wherever you guys are listening to this podcast, please do me a favor and rate, subscribe, leave a comment if there's something you want to talk about on the show, and we will get to it. Another great week. We're about halfway through the season. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You've been locked into the Superbook Sports Podcast. You get a win! You get a win! Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Brant Tobler. I need some more of that. Come on. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the world of the NFL. Hey, you thought you were going to get me, huh? Hell no. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network this week's episode of the superbook sports podcast is sponsored by our friends at manscaped manscaped has taken off in not only the usa but canada the uk across europe australia south africa and singapore join the two million men worldwide who trust manscaped and show support for your favorite podcast today by going to manscaped.com for 20 percent off plus free shipping on any order with the promo code superbook that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the promo code superbook, superbook. 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 superbook.